Hello, welcome to the Snuggly Dragon Podcast. I'm your host, Coast Beef. No, I'm not. I'm your host, Coach Beef. Here we go. I'd like to thank Harvest Moon Coffee Roasters for being a great company, delivering quality product, all that stuff. Love drinking coffee. Might be a, might have just shotgunned like eight cups of it just before I started this uh, monologue. Here we go. Loving Harvest Moon Coffee Roasters. Visit HarvestMoonRoasters.com. We're also brought to you in part by Shift Sport Wellness. If you have back pain, want to move more aware, or want to learn some cool shift about exercise, visit shiftsportwellness.com. Jake Shane knows what he's doing. Great guy. I love that guy. Ooh, what else we got? We're also brought to you by the Florida Bama Lounge Baggage and Oyster Bar, located on the state line between Florida and Alabama. It's a giant roadhouse-style bar with bingo on Wednesdays, and it's got, like, military discounts and has a bunch of delicious uh, drinks that you can drink, and it's right by the beach. And I love the Florida Bama. Go to the Florida Bama, floribama.com. We also are brought to you by the young heart attack, Mr. Matthew Joseph Quitzall. He's, he's peeving this week. He's got a huge pet peeve. This week, hey, why the fuck can't they figure out how to make Apple TV remotes not fuck everything up on your laptop when you're on your computer and trying to watch Netflix at the same time? You know what, man? I hear that. It seems like a pretty easy, easy, solvable thing. Apple, oh, what, you're like a multi-billion dollar conglomerate? You can't figure out how to take care of the little man? I am butthurt. Here we go, jumping right into the episode. This week, we have Miss Lindsay Tassan, who is, might as well be named Lindsay Sassan, because she's got spunk, she's got a little bite to her, um, very charmingly so, though. She's an intellectual philosopher, very curious, um, she's an artistic girl herself, she's getting her degree in interior design, and you know what, she's just a, just a peach. So, I hope you enjoy my discussion with the irreplaceable Miss Lindsay Tarsan. Six, 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 six. Visit snugglydragon.com. Check out some stuff. Snuggly Dragon Podcast. Ooh, we have liftoff. Welcome to the Snuggly Dragon Podcast. Episode, this might be episode 40. I always okay, lose. Though, right? uh, I always lose count. I'm here with Lindsay Tossan. Oh, is that correct? That is correct. Thank you. Um, and she's here to talk about why dogs are better than people. There's a thousand reasons, dude. Aren't there like a million <laughs> reasons? So you just said you just let out your little monster, yeah, Riley, monster. right? Wiley. Wiley. Oh, I, b- yeah. I bought you. Uh, one. Why'd you name him Wiley? Uh, I don't know. It was just a cool name. I've never known a dog that's named Wiley. So it's like. Hmm. And his originally was Smokey, so I was like, "That's ah, cute." Nah. You like the E? Well, I figured it was like easy for him to like transfer right easy. over. Easy. He wasn't responding to anything for the first like. Oh right, he was a rescue, so. right? Mm-hmm. All right, yeah. talk to me about that. Yeah. Why should you not have your own child? Why should you adopt a child? Well, a child or a dog? Because what's are two the difference? Things. Are they? Um. Well, you can't have your own dog, so that's the big difference. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, let's not get into that. Breeding versus rescuing. Okay, so there are just like so many dogs out there that are in rescue. They need love, to, yeah. Yeah, like I mean, I used to volunteer at animal shelters and I couldn't even do it anymore just because like you go back there and they're just rows of dogs and they're <sighs> barking and they're whining and they're freaking out. And it's just so sad. And they need because, love, yeah. Yeah. Have you ever seen 30 Rock where Kenneth goes to the. I've seen every episode of Freddy Rock. So Kenneth goes and works for a rescue center, like a shelter, and he's like, I'll adopt all of them. And then, (laughs) of course, he does. Kenneth is one of the best characters on that show. 
he is fabulous. He, that, I mean, we can get into 30 Rock because I, <laughs> I forgot you're a big fan. Um, I freaking love Tina Fey. I love Alec Baldwin. It's it's so good. But we're on dogs for now. Okay, we're on sorry, dogs yes. for now. We'll get to 30 Rock. Yeah, it's just sad. There's a lot of pups that need the need a home. I know. And I think the big thing with breeding is that, like, you've got these backyard breeders. So you have, like, 400 dogs. Or, I mean, not that much. But you've got, like, you know, 50 or so dogs. And they just, like, breed them over and over and over again. So the mothers are just, like, in cages, like, Literally, their only purpose is to give them puppies. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, they're never kept in good conditions. That seems like a blanket statement. I mean, no. Backyard, that's why they call them backyard breeders. Because you've got your, like, respectable breeders. Mm -hmm. um, Which, no one's like, you know, if someone is, like, going off and getting a dog from, like, someone who, like... Like, for Lauren Bradley, for example, she got her Great Pyrenees from a respectable breeder mm-hmm. in, I can't remember, she had to drive somewhere, though, but it was, like, a family, and they had, like, Great Pyrenees, and they were, like, breeding them, so, like, you can go in, and you see the conditions that these dogs are living in, and they're treated like actual pets, and mm-hmm. not just, like, breeding machines. And you probably don't have huge litters that yeah, often. Yeah. exactly. So, it's, like, and I'm, like, because I really, one day, I want a rough collie that is, like, my favorite dog like they're a just rough so cool. collie? like lassie Aww. yeah they're so cute and they're so cool and he's like a border can, collie uh sort of i mean like they're a herding dog but they like look a little they lo- are like a little taller they have different fur color and stuff okay but they're really smart and they're kind of like have weird personalities but so it's like you can go to a special breeder or like a rescue breeder so they've got like bulldog rescue and they've got like sheepdog rescues and all sorts of stuff and they'll just like set them up yeah a little dates see if, I know. if the chemistry's there it's and like then. so cute yeah it really <laughs> is <laughs> so like one day i'll probably get if i can't find like a rescue collie i'll probably adopt like a real a real collie like a purebred or whatever uh-huh. but i'm gonna cancel it out by adopting a rescue at the same time so i'll have like <laughs> buddies that grow up together and then like you know the it's okay. Equal. Well, so I think it is probably almost easier to raise two dogs at once yeah. than it is one, right? Well, going through the puppy stage at two at the same time would really, really suck. Like, have you ever done it, or you just imagine? Uh, I've never done like puppy, puppy. So Wiley was like five months when I got him, which is mm-hmm. the worst age because it's like middle school. You know what I mean? Yeah, like he's they're rebellious. not that cute anymore, but they're he still was a little major dick. Shitties. I remember him. Yeah, yeah, he was just nuts. I didn't think he was ever gonna. I didn't Hannah. either. The first like year and a half, I was like, I fucked up. Like, I ruined my life. I got a really bad, stupid dog. No, I really did. Like, I mean, I loved him, but I was like, oh man, only because you had to. Yeah, no, seriously. <laughs> but um, he like hit one, and he like super chilled, mm-hmm. and then he hit one and a half, and he was great. And now he's three, and like, he doesn't do anything. Like, he's like the best dog ever. What? Somehow it happened. Like, he can be left home all day never do anything he's not too hyper anymore he gets excited but like he finally chills out right. in fact like most times i come home and he's like on my bed which like what's up yeah he doesn't even like creep me at the door anymore he just is like laying down and he'll like open one eye and like wag his tail while he's still in the bed i'm like hey yo like thanks for coming <laughs> to greet me <laughs> you're the best oh, i love dogs i know he's so the best now. do dogs feel sad and happy yeah. You think they have emotions? Yeah. The same as human emotions? Uh, in I the hierarchy of importance? Yeah, because... Ooh. I mean, like, as far as hierarchy of importance, what do you mean by that? Like, So some... You know Sam Harris? 
Uh, he's like the world's leading atheist or something. He's a brilliant like neuroscientist or something, and he's okay. got his own podcast. And he's oh my god, he's so smart and and just thorough and awesome. Um, but he, I heard him say something interesting about like, well, how how do we determine what's more important, like a human life or an ant's life? Okay. And one of his theories, and I'm probably paraphrasing way harder than he would want me to be, but it's like, does that organism have the capacity to experience positive emotion and like pleasure or not? Okay. So, and that's kind of how maybe you can hire, how you can be like, all right, maybe trees, like maybe I'll chop down this tree to save this family of kittens, mm -hmm. but it's like, do I murder this family of kittens to save this this one baby and the baby's black? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, like whoa, that was, uh... <laughs> no, I mean, black babies would be cute. Don't get me wrong. Uh, so, and I was just kind of, I just want to hear your thoughts on, because I have often said, like, there's a lot of dogs that I like more than a lot of humans that I like. Yeah, definitely. So. Pretty much all of them. <laughs> so, how do you... So, okay, hierarchy of importance. I think that they definitely experience emotions to the point where you can't disregard their life. To the point, like, because huh. they do experience pain, they experience happiness. You can tell when a dog recognizes somebody and gets excited when they see, like, a dog that they used to, like, hang out with and know and stuff. Mm -hmm. So they, are, I think they're, they're aware and they're conscious. I don't think that their span for emotional capacity is, like, as long as ours. Like, you so know, they're sad know. for, like, three hours and then they're like <laughs> no oh. not even three hours right? well it depends on like the type of sadness like if you're like you know abused dogs like like we had an abused dog and she was like messed up from yeah, the time we us. got her till the time she died same with us yeah but i mean she ended up being a great dog but like around other people she's, she's very like, oh. skittish and super yes yeah um but it also depends the type of dog like i think that Blah. I don't know. Some dogs are just like a lot more chill than others, and some dogs can get over things. Like people, yeah, yeah. I want to say that a dog's nose can register like three hundred trillion different scents, which is I way believe cool. it. And then um, it's just so fascinating. Like you were saying, there's an actual language of of tail wagging, and this is something I'm so buttered about because I really want a tail. <laughs> what? How cool would it be if I had a tail, like a three foot like monkey tail that was emotive? Ooh, monkey of lost my me a monkey tail. Like a, just a dog's tail. You ever watch Dragon Ball Z? Uh, yeah. So you know how like the Saiyans have they're like basically look just like humans, but they have like tails. No, I remember their gold hair. I don't remember. That's tails. when you go Super Saiyan. Oh, okay. That's Excuse me. Something different. Good for you though. <laughs> but so they're basically aliens, and they came to Earth and like started breeding with humans and blah blah blah. And so, um, are you talking about Pickle Man, Piccolo, Pickle A? You're embarrassing me. Oh. Pic Piccolo. Damn it. He's from close. Planet Namek. That was kind of close. He's he's like a green alien from a different country. The Saiyans are just basically warrior beasts with tails. Okay. And I just kind of wish I, I had a tail. I can't this. Well, but like, okay, I like wish everyone okay, had tails. Like I wish, like, we all had tails. So what kind of tail? Like, uh, like dogs just, three like, feet, wag their tail. Three feet, like a cat, like a snow leopard's fucking tail. Okay, so you ever like see not a like snow a leopard? trunk. Like, you can't pick shit up with it and stuff. It's just like it's moving. That'd be cool. Mm. <sighs> I don't know. Monkeys are kind of creepy, sort monkeys. of. Unless you are a monkey, Lindsay. Tyson. I know, but like that's maybe that's why they're so creepy. Maybe they're just like too close for comfort. You don't want to be re reminded of that. <sighs> the uncanny valley of of primates. <laughs> maybe so. I just I just think it would be so cool if I had a tail, and and if everyone had tails, and like if you were like surprised. 
Exactly, right? Really like maybe we'd lie. have a little more honesty in this world. Because you can just you lie to... Can you truly lie? Can you look at someone in their eyes and, and just no. lie to them 100%? Like, okay, so I... St- I'm an honest person, but not because, like, I think it's a good virtue. I mean, it is a good virtue, but, like, because I'm just bad at lying. And I ended up getting way more. <laughs> I mean, seriously, no like, you end up face. getting way more in trouble by, like, lying and not being able to do it well and get away with it than just telling the truth. So it's, like, sometimes, like, it's just I'm forced into that corner. <laughs> so maybe I'm not the best person to ask beautiful. on that. <laughs> I, I'm an actor, so, like, that's kind of what you got to be able to do and like mm-hmm. stage acting you can get away with you know a little less realism you can get into that is but that because the audience is further away precisely and okay. and they can't even really see all of your face and right. like so you're supposed to like cheat out and look kind of at the audience so they can but screen acting it's like you can, it's all in the eyes like okay. i mean that's most of the shots are just going to be right on your face in the close-up probably if it's like a drama or something so mm-hmm. you just you gotta be you gotta be there you know you can't you can't freaking like falter and you can't really lie so it's tough it's that really is fun. tough um but i want to say if i were if i were to to stare you into the eyes and tell you something that i knew to be untrue okay there's got to be like a nose flare or like a. there was like one guy who used to administer a lie detector test he might even have used to work for the fbi or something and he basically came out and like just like said the whole thing was baloney and was like he actually had a class how to fake like a lie detector test and he's like you just have to like get your heart rate down you have to like focus on this again like basically taught people how to fake a lie detector test and said like this whole thing is bullshit like Hmm. you're putting away people because there are like uh, so many people who are in prison for like wrongful convictions and stuff and i think that's something yeah that, like, there's just so many people years. who are in prison first of all it's like 10 percent of our population it's insane and how many of those are wrongfully in there oh can you imagine me putting in prison well a lot of the true crime podcasts that i listen to are like wrongful conviction podcasts where it's like i spent 15 years in this prison for like murder and then it's like nuts because the stuff that they put him away for is All right, sorry about that, folks. We had a brief uh, reprieve from the otherwise titillating, tintillating, skintillating. Both of those are words, tintillating and skintillating? I think it's titillating. Titillating and skintillating. Or is it tintillating? It's titillating and skintillating, but I don't know what either of them means. Both of those are like very sexual. Anyway, we were talking about lie detector tests, and I think a big part of that is like you were saying, like trends of, so it's not so much like a binary code where it's like, oh, he's lying or he's not lying. I guess it's it's drawing the waveform of your pulse. I th- Yeah, I think it has to do with like heart rate. Is that I'm, the only factor? Um, I don't, I mean, I think that's the only factor that you could measure. It's not like they're taking like cortisone if, if levels Google to like show thing, your stress. We could look this up. I know, man. Um, <laughs> I, right. I mean, they've probably gotten a little more. I mean, think about the top of the top mm-hmm. of the line scientific technology of lie detector tests. It's probably badass, and they probably measure a variety of factors. But the classic one, I'm pretty sure, is heart rate. So it's like they'll ask you a, a a question, like a really simple one that you wouldn't lie about, and then I guess measure the response. Yeah. So because there is a non-zero response of your heart rate, even just getting what did you have for breakfast this morning, you'll still like probably spike a little bit. Right. And then I guess they try and cross-reference. But yeah, there's no way that would hold up as like evidence. No. 
No, definitely. Because, I mean, like, how it's because like there I think there are just too many different factors working on like your physical response to that because like yeah. you, you could be nervous you could be excited you could be or like if you're a true sociopath like if you are a serial killer and they're lie detector and test you lie detector testing you something like that they're detecting you yeah that's a yeah. hard <laughs> compound noun verbs are tough anyway keep going <laughs> so if you're uh like a sociopath yeah. you don't like you're not going to get nervous you're just going to be because you think that you're better than all these people you think right. that you know more and then you're also like not ashamed of like this murder so you, you probably have a totally different physical response to that and so you're probably going to be able to like lie better about it right so the people you really want to get with that like might be able to fake it better damn I theorize. a sociopath that so, means someone who's a jerk so sociopaths i think are people who do not experience empathy the way that others do that like are they have like narcissistic traits Mm -hmm. and then a psychopath is somebody who is a sociopath but also has like like a sociopath might just be like all about themselves and be like i want to become like the ceo and i'm gonna like you know play dirty and like mm. manipulate and do whatever to get to the top of that whereas the psychopath is like I'm I want <laughs> right I want to just like fuck shit I'm up eat legs yeah Dahmer that, did you see like that movie is out with that Dahmer my friend Dahmer no. mm, okay my roommate just told me about this and it's only released in certain cities for right now we're really really upset I was googling it all stuff Friday night I was like where is this movie playing this doesn't sound like a nice movie no it's definitely not there's we've already decided that there's a few um scenes that we're just not gonna be able to watch because like we both like are very into like serial killers and true crime no i hate i hate horror you like killing people though (laughs) yeah no you like watching people get killed (laughs) i like hearing about people getting killed that's i think that's why i like (laughs) these true crime podcasts because i don't have to like actually like because i cannot watch scary movies yeah It's like you, because I love when people, I love when people go to scary movies and then tell me about the scary movie. I love listening to the yeah. plot line of it and everything, but I don't want the visual because then you're going to be home alone and you're just going to be like, Doesn't wait, go away. shit, what was that? Oh my God. It's okay. It's fine. And then you have to get up and sometimes like, I'll just, you get murdered. yeah, I just like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm just not going to risk it. I'm just going to stay in bed oh, and like, man, I just pee myself. Yeah. Like have some diapers nearby. I like, see, I love like the, the thriller part of a psychological thriller but like mm-hmm. I'd so much rather read one yes read a scary story than than watch one because you're gonna get oh i just don't get why people enjoy getting like freaked out scared like that i mean it's because it, so whenever we were whenever my brother and i were little we used to like scare the shit out like but nothing like so, like you mean surprise yes Right. So like my brother I, would do that, and I would cry. I know, he would like, jump out of a, of a door, and I would, out. I would like lose my shit. But it's like also <laughs> you can't help but like just giggle incessantly afterwards because it's I mean it's kind of like you get the adrenaline, and once you realize right. you're okay, that's when it's like enjoyable. And I think that that's why people do it. They got like kind of like this like masochistic kick out of it. Does that make sense? That doesn't sound healthy. No, but I mean it's natural. I don't think that like humans are all together have the most healthy mindset i mean probably not look at our world yeah what the heck's going on with this world <laughs> oh my god i don't know it's it's too many monkeys in the same box i completely agree that's my uh theory that's why like i think that that's why like all these like scandinavian countries are so efficient at like 
you know, pretty much everybody seems to be on the same page. There aren't like a lot of crime and things like that. And that's because like their populations are so small and, and they're isolated. Yeah. And yeah. they're also pretty much like it's a pretty like homogeneous society. Like I would call it homogenous. Homo- <laughs> what did I say? <laughs> homogeneous. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm a dick. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm a dick. No. Hey, you should never make fun of the way people pronounce their words because that means they learned it by reading or they're a little stupid. But Mom, that's so the saying. That's I my favorite to saying be, to defend myself. I, I used would to do be that. the biggest freaking twat with like, I would just correct people's grammar and stuff. Oh my and God. Like, uh, like in front of people. And it's like, dude, you suck. Like, yeah. First of all, you don't wake up, you don't get pooped out of your mom's vagee and sign a form that says I'm going to speak in a specific coded MLA format you know what I mean so yeah. like get over yourself young language man. in itself is inter- like insane I th- it is wild yeah and that's why I think it's so cool that dog wagging tails are that's a language in itself like yeah. I mean there's a difference between like how a dog's tail will will react when it like sees a mouse or if it sees a dog that it did know or if it sees its best friend right and like and like also like the hackles on their back and like their ears like their ears give a like hackles on their back you know how like when a dog like some dog like you know the hair stands up on their back sometimes when they get angry Mm -hmm. or like like wiley will get like excited and sometimes they'll come up but it also but it's only like with other dogs see hackles i just don't know hackles is like what it's called i think it's like that section of neck and back all the skin where you can pick them up from that's like their scruff, but I guess their scruff might be their hackles. I've just never heard that word. Oh, well. Language. Knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that makes up for my mispronunciation. No. <laughs> well, so now I'll only, if, yeah. if I hear somebody who I think is smart say something that I think is incorrect, now I feel it's my duty to like ask them, wait, what's the proper way to do that? Because I don't want you to be in a med school interview and yeah. look like... <sighs> uninformed but or like stupid because mm-hmm. again it language is is such an evolving r- arbitrary thing and yeah. i think the purpose of it is communication right so right i guess i just want to make sure that they're communicating effectively that they that they're smart so that they can get what they want yeah um so i've i've i'm a recovering um gr- <laughs> you're a recovering dick. asshole <laughs> basically yes yeah yes precisely well i'm glad you're starting to turn it around because those people really are the worst aren't they just and i mean i like i've done everyone's been guilty of doing it every now and then but you don't want to be the person that people are like i don't want to talk to that asshole because you're just gonna like make fun of me the whole time well because you're just obviously insecure and you're trying to like demonstrate dominance in a group Mm -hmm. of people like if i if i well, this is interesting because we are in front of an audience technically, but we're also just sitting right here. So this mm-hmm. is like an isolated incident. But if you're at a party and you'd correct someone's grammar in front of a bunch of people, like you're a dick. But yeah. if you go up to them one on one and say, "What's what's I this?" Think this was, yeah. Then that's cool. Yeah, definitely. It's so yeah. you'll stay. You'll talk yeah. to them a little bit longer. Wait, what? You'll stay. You're not gonna. No, I'll like wait it out. I guess. Okay. I'll see where this goes. I'll just ask you to delete whatever later, <laughs> even though you don't edit or whatever. No, we're going straight out. We don't do live because going live is like. You gotta pay more, but <laughs> and like who the also, hell is gonna, gonna listen be listening to me? Like, yeah, who the hell is gonna listen to me talk live? It's I think that's why podcasts are great. That's why like digitization is so great because I mean DVR and being able to just watch quality content that you want to watch on your own schedule. That's the name of the game, baby. I've never had a DVR, but like Netflix and HBO Go, like I really love the same going, thing, right? yeah, going to any season of Curb at any time and like <sighs> watching it. 
Are you watching the new season? I'm not a Curb fan. Oh my gosh, you're nuts. I want to be. It's but so like, it's painful. Like that's it's, exactly why. Yeah, it's that like, ouch, cringeworthy, awkward humor. <laughs> like really dry. I mean, come on, the guy is. Yeah, a I mean, he created like yeah Seinfeld. He's stuff. brilliant, and I, I, as a student of comedy, I respect the hell out of him, but. I just give me away from that. Like Chucky and I, we were we were like looking for movies, to, not movies, uh, TV shows to like get hooked on because that's like the the fun thing. These yeah, days. it's like oh, I'm like on this show, mm-hmm. so we were like shopping around and we we ended up on Friends, which was fun. But um, we tried Curb. You're not a friend. You're a friend. I know. So here's the Every, thing. I, I, we were looking for like a Game of Thrones like entourage. Oh, age, okay, like, like level a of drama like drama almost. <sighs> Something you can really dig into. Precisely. Okay. So we're looking for that, and so we started. We, we we only made it like a couple episodes into Friends because we loved it, but it's not like I'm not it's gonna not like deep. I don't have to watch the next episode. Yeah. Um. So we tried the the Curb um pilot, and we were just looking at each other like, what the fuck? Well, is I don't this? think that like Curb's awful. not like a rivet. Like you're not like tuning into next episode to find out what happened. But it's like I just didn't like it. Man, oh, the Black well. Swan episode on the golf course is really funny. The Black Swan episode in the golf course. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. That one, yeah. That one's pretty well, bad I think the point. best thing about Curb is like, yeah, the awkwardness, but it's like the irony. And that mm-hmm. is my favorite part about like comedy is like That's good writing. truly ironic, like yeah. things that make you just roll your eyes, but at the same time, like that was a masterpiece. That was <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> that's what we're uh, that's what we're shooting for. I um I just got grilled by my thesis committee. So I just defended my graduate thesis yesterday. Ooh, what was your thesis on? Uh, how to make a funny movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's that's a big uh, chunk to take off. Uh, yeah. Took me a year and a half. So, um, and like the premiere of the movie is this weekend. So like basically- Oh, I, congratulations. Thank you very much. It, I mean, it's like the premiere. It's it's for the cast and crew. It's like 55 people. It, like in the little theater, it'll- Everyone who's going has to love it because it's like my mom, and <laughs> the people who worked on it. So it's going to be a very warm welcome. I freaking hope. I am a little nervous, especially after getting grilled by my thesis defense committee. So what do they say? <sighs> I I don't know how much of it was like. Here's a cocky young kid. We need to like toughen him up and haze okay. him a little bit. Okay. Because at one point, one dude was like pointing his finger at me and shaking and like yelling at me that I was annoying. <laughs> so I was like, damn! <laughs> <laughs> did you just like Something walk you out in your paper, tears? Which was really annoying, by the way. Oh. And it was, it was like, it was like, wait a minute, what's going on here? Like, are y'all acting right now? I think there there must be a little bit of that because how could you, like, why were you so mean to me? <laughs> I, so I, I end up I end up thinking like they're not doing me doing me any favors by patting me on the back and saying, oh, everything you did was great. So they just poked holes. Wherever like, they could. Okay, so was the criticism constructive? Because yeah. it can, if I think that <sighs> yeah, criticism can be sort of, <laughs> it was. So they were right about some. Well, right. I mean, comedy in art is just such a subjective phenomenon. It's mm-hmm. like you could go to the argument where it's like, dude, you're just not the audience for this joke. So obviously, you don't think that's funny. Or right. Blah, blah. But when he was, he he was a, he's a, a film composer and he was giving me notes on my score. Mm-hmm. And he was just so right about so many things. Uh, but it's a great score. Don't worry. Yeah. The score's fabulous. Uh, and it's getting better thanks to these notes. So, again, like, they're not... I think the point of, of these... I mean, it's three guys and me mm-hmm. in a boardroom. And it's like, here's something I just worked on for super long. It's like my baby. Right? Yeah. And they're just grilling me about it's it. It's like so the it's ultimate vulnerability. Just, like, laying your heart and soul out. Like, please, please love accept me. this. Yeah. <laughs> please love me. <laughs> 
So, yes, but a fruitful endeavor. I do think I identified a little bit of, you're just yelling at me because, and he, he gave me the quote at the end. It's like, when, apparently when you get your doctorate at MIT, mm-hmm. they bring you in and they say, you don't know anything. Like, you're never going to, and they, they just like haze you and they just tell you you suck and you're like, mm-hmm. want to cry and then but okay uh, so i'm like dealing with that in my design school right now where it's like i feel like some people are just like being tough just because like they feel like it validates things and it's like why are you like so like right now we've got this project it's like a massive project we've been working on different phases all semester and it's also we're all pretty much all graduating after this class so it's like the big one Mm -hmm. and also, the program is only, like, for one more semester. So, like, if you don't get this one in this round, you only have, like, you one push. more shot. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. So, she, like, it's this whole thing is presented out. And it's to the point where, like, when a project is due that week, I, like, kind of honestly don't sleep. Like, my hours are from, like, I wake up at 6 and I do work till, like, 4. And then, like, I might go for, like, a run and eat some food. And then I'm, like, back at it at, like eight till three in the morning and then it's sleep from like three to six which is super unhealthy i just listened to podcasts on how like like losing sleep is considered a carcinogen now because there is direct correlation between people losing sleep and and having yeah like pancreas cancer prostate cancer and breast cancer whoa those three specific ones i know it's insane there was like some asian country that actually they the government gives like not like a reward what's it called like whenever they fuck up and like not like a subsidy either no it's basically i don't know but basically they have like a bunch of factories and like women would work in these factories but they would work these crazy night shift hours and if they've been diagnosed with breast cancer the country will like almost like like okay like with mesothelioma you know how it's like so it's like this type of cancer that's caused by um the stuff in like chemtrails I'm not. I'm not into that theory. I listened to like three like minutes of a podcast on that, so I can't say that. I know what that is, but like, like you know, it's like those um lawyer commercials where it's like, have you been in a car crash? Blah blah. Right, where right. it's like, have you worked on a building, uh, like from the period of like 1970 to blah blah blah, and you got cancer? You can like sue the government and have them because it's like, you know, it's a hazardous thing. Yeah, exactly. It's this hazardous thing, and like you were doing this work and you were not warned and blah 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 so apparently sleep is like a carcinogen and it's with these lack, speci- of sleep. lack of sleep excuse me yes so i was like shit uh, i really hope i'm not screwing over all my cells in like you five are. years i'm gonna have to my guess is that you are it's i know like, and what the hell do i know except how awesome it is to sleep because <laughs> i and like here's the thing you're how many how many years has is this program you're doing um two and a half too. Yeah. Right, so mine is supposed to be three years, and I'm in my third and a half year, and I think it's because I sleep a lot. <laughs> but I also think it's dope because, or like, I like my life a lot because I, because I sleep. I, I try and hit eight hours, man. You're yeah. talking about three. Yeah, it's it's well, I mean, you, like, you it's accrue like, a debt too. It's not like it yes, just goes away. you don't just yeah, because it's not like that's what they were saying in the podcast. It's not like okay, I didn't sleep last night, so I'm gonna like sleep extra long tonight. Like it's like your body just like can return sort of back to baseline but you're never gonna like get that back yeah so but like so it's right because you can't yeah you can't just oh i'll sleep 12 hours tonight it's like yeah people wake up at the same time or at Mm -hmm. least that's what i've been kind of doing recently yeah um 
so it's so I'm like have these like and the reason why I don't do like I don't do this for like the enjoyment of it. It's right. because we have this absolutely insane amount of work where it's like this amount of renderings, these floor plans, like this entire technical set, blah blah blah, and it's like my design is like suffering because like we have to do the spec book and it's like if you want to just do like paint one on all four walls and like molding one and like flooring one then your spec book's going to be pretty easy because it's mm-hmm. just like the package of we're doing a hotel so it's like packages Whoa. for rooms yeah so I was like my design is suffering because I just don't have time so I can't be like and this is the feature wall and there's like custom molding wall. yeah like, oh dude all right, I want to get into design if you're not like so over it by now um keep going, keep going. I'm still into it oh well I'm just like I'm literally making my project more boring just because I'm like I have to like there's no way I can get this done in this amount of time so like what can I sacrifice or what can I do to make it like more reasonable yeah but it's and I really think it's because they're like they just have to like we just have to prove the program has to prove that like we are as legit as like the LSU program or something and it's like man this like sucks because you're just competing for the sake of competing just to be like I have this thing. Yeah. Look how tough we are. Look how great we are. And it's like this isn't even like you know, like I don't it's even want to put this in my healthy. portfolio. Yeah. It's not like I worry about doctors like this. Like Yeah, no, seriously. Freaking hard med school is, and I think it should be hard, but like should it be that hard? Like like mm-hmm. I just I know I pity these people. In fact, these one are people of the, that are taking care of the sick people. Right. And we're not taking care of them. In fact, like the podcast i was listening to about sleep it was um they interviewed this girl and she was a med student and she was like i just like wasn't sleeping i had like basically was just like there's not enough time in the day and all this stuff and she said she almost it was oh she had a patient with diabetes and she almost forgot to like write them the insulin prescription it's like i didn't like i didn't forget i caught myself at the very last minute but like if i hadn't done that that person would have died and that's just because like i'm sleepy and that's like a real i mean you know and especially like so i like invert my numbers a little bit so i'm not like uh, diagnosed dyslexic but it's like pretty much mostly with numbers mm. and it's I notice that it gets way worse when I'm sleep deprived so mm. when I'm writing things I'll put like 89 instead of 98 or whatever so if, imagine you're a doctor and oh, you're God. sleep deprived and you put like point one, like point one or one milligram instead of like point or 10 milligrams instead of point zero one milligrams or something like that people die, like, people die every day because of yeah. that and it's like can you blame Ugh, it's it's like an unsolvable problem right because we have too many monkeys in the box that we're trying to agree. take care of under the same flag mm-hmm. i kind of agree that's why like whenever people talk about cutting like birth control or whatever i'm like well no we need to be like handing this shit out like candy we need to like stop reproducing seriously dude kinda yeah so i heard such an interesting um counterintuitive fact the other day and it's that so higher socioeconomic status causes you to be higher on the scale of desirability for mating right like okay yeah let's say you're you Mm -hmm. and there's like a dude who's equally as hot but one's super rich and one's really poor Mm -hmm. 
not unethically are you going to be more attracted to the one who's who's richer because yeah. he has achieved some sort of status that, mm-hmm. that demonstrates value and it's a whole thing well, i think it's like security it reaches that like self-preservation thing where it's like mm-hmm. if this person has a lot of your money, babies will be yeah taken care of it's like this mm-hmm. so and i don't want to just reduce us lovely complex human beings to our <laughs> genetics and prime directive biology but yeah. but it's certainly a conversation that you can't just say oh no we're above that like mm-hmm. it's in the conversation right um so the higher socioeconomic status you have the more desirable you are to be mated with but socio higher socioeconomic status is inversely cor- correlated with genetic proliferation really think about it the super rich like f- successful people mm-hmm. are they the ones that have eight kids no it's all no. the poor people who just oh i thought you meant like genetically produce. like they're inferior or something <laughs> i was no, like I wait what like they're more diseased i have no idea okay no, i get what you say no. genetic proliferation just the number of offspring right okay yeah so and that's just such a counterintuitive thing to me i just didn't realize it's like yeah so all the really like smart successful people are like not having lots of kids yeah well i think that there's uh and all the like really not all but lots of really poor uneducated people are having lots of kids well, I, th- I don't think it, so I think there's probably a ton of factors that contribute to that so like, it prob- like it's probably because like you're going to schools that maybe don't have like the best sexual education so like you genuinely don't know that like you can get pregnant or whatever or it could also be like the type of community you grew up in like you know it's uh, like, like, like Catholics like back in the day they didn't believe in like birth control so you had like tons of kids and like eventually people like catholics were like yo wait no <laughs> like natural family planning yeah this, <laughs> uh, this might not be legit um we should <laughs> you know wrap it up or something interesting how but dogmatic religion changes yeah but it's i think it changes for the people who well, this is kind of kind of this is gonna. Uh, I don't know how to say. Say this. It. now you have to say. I know it. I do now. Okay. So I don't want to stereotype, and these are just major blanket generalizations. But I think that stupid people, or okay, so the people <laughs> I know. Fuck, this is gonna be bad. The people that necessarily aren't the smartest and are having like tons of babies are not the smartest, and people who are not smart can be easily led and taken a hold by things like organized religions Mm -hmm. and so those people might be a little bit more inclined to fall into like a category of like religion and therefore more likely to adopt like their you know no birth control is bad Mm -hmm. so religions for stupid people is like i I think that religion can be really good for stupid people or really bad for stupid people because like some people it's like you gent like i think religion's great for people who like for some reason or another don't have a more like moral compass it's great that people are stepping in and be like hey yo here's some 10 commandments don't kill Mm -hmm. don't covet blah 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 but anyone with a anyone who is like a little higher intelligence is going to be able to be like i don't need somebody to tell me that like this is bad like i just like can deduct from like my consequences of this action that this is like not going to be a good thing whereas other people are just like well, they can't really like look that far into it. So like let's just tell them avoid it. Interesting. Wow. Okay, lots to unpack. Um I Do wonder I sound if like an asshole? No, not at all. Come <laughs> on. Like 
because like one and not what the hell does anybody know yeah. and like you're like exactly what you said you you're just intuiting the best you can based on the experience you've had right so how much of that is intelligence and how much of that is education hmm. like do you know or do you like obviously like intelligence quotients are a thing but do people do people no i mean it's a multifactorial situation you don't yeah. just you're not like 100 was, points of smart yeah that's you're true. like i mean there's like except for in our smart common, like, current education system where they're like hundreds and a zeros and f and we're gonna give you a number on how smart you are i don't know the, be- the better way to organize it yeah but, but it's not the best because w- otherwise it's just really subjective right so capitalism and and the school american school system is like the best we could come up with and like that's and admir- we're still admirable like tons but of it's like it's not perfect by any no. means um apparently iq scores have gone up since the institution of intelligence quotients cuz it's like there's some kind of uh, i hate the word woo woo but um woo woo theories that like there's a collective unconsciousness and mm-hmm. evidenced by the fact that like alienated yeah, yeah alienated that cultures so oh that's so, like so cool. the stuff i know they come up with the same patterns and stories and mm-hmm. all this kind of stuff um and it's like we've become better at taking the iq test just because everyone's like taking it mm-hmm. so like how do you determine like so what are we all smarter than we were in the 1940s right we're more informed we're more educated but like what is intelligence <laughs> I don't know. I mean, well, I think there's different types of intelligence. There's like emotional intelligence. Like, yeah, for, for sure. Like, I think we're definitely way more emotionally intelligent. You know, like gay people aren't seen as like the devil anymore. And mm. there's still like obviously major problems with race relations, but we can definitely say we've come a long way from like the Civil War. So I think that like emotionally, we are more evolved in the sense that like we can see like you know what i mean like we can see people for being people and not just like kind of like writing them off and be like you're just like a different breed of human you're not even Mm -hmm. human like i mean that's how the holocaust was they like dehumanized like jews and like that somehow made it like like i don't happen you know what i mean like because otherwise you have to dehumanize your enemy exactly because if it's like oh wait that's just me in another body then you're not gonna want to kill them right so i think that like emotionally we have evolved to the point where most of us anyway can like look at another person and be like we are the same like your life is no more valuable than my life i'm not going to persecute you just because of this one reason just because you're a black baby in the forest (laughs) (laughs) in the forest okay we're talking about like the jungle book no i was talking about which maybe um (laughs) got cut off because the fucking recording stopped but uh we're talking about do you do you kill a family of kittens to save one black baby (laughs) (laughs) i thought it was a tree but okay (laughs) no you you kill the tree to save the family of kittens but how many i mean look trees put out a lot of stuff that we need so read balance harmonic reciprocity um ecosystems these oh, are all words. Very fragile. <laughs> um, what was I going to ask you? Um, I interrupted you. Should I kill a bunch of kittens for a tree? I don't know. How old's a tree? How young are the kittens? What kind of kittens are there? No, I'm kidding. You should not. Action, intent, and circumstance. It's a pretty cool thing I just learned. Action, it's like, intent, and circumstance. Okay. What's the action? Okay. Killing the tree. 
probably bad. What's the intent? To save a family of kittens. Okay. That's good. That probably outweighs the bad. What's the circumstance? It's a stupid random hypothetical. Yeah. <laughs> the, the circumstance is pretty... Um, the cats are in the tree and no ladder can reach them. I don't know. They're going to starve to death up there. Okay. I like that. <laughs> so you got to... <laughs> you got to... Well, actually... <laughs> so whenever you asked me to do this podcast, I was like, mm, what is this and so i went and um i listened to lauren bradley and michael oh, that's Swan. what i was just gonna bring up i was just yeah. thinking about the burning baby yeah like the burning that bullet. was okay. like i really thought about that Dude. i kind of immediately had my answer but then i like really love dogs <laughs> <laughs> well yeah <laughs> well okay so let's review so, okay. for anyone unfamiliar thank you there's a burning building and you run in and within arm's reach of you there are three options you can grab a dog an Inviable fetus? Yeah, I think so. Or a baby that has some disease. No, and no, it's no. It was, it was like a baby <laughs> that can't, like, feel. Ba- yeah, basically any just pain. kind of like a vegetable baby. Uh-huh. Or you've got, like, a fetus that could a eventually. Viable fetus, a viable fetus. A and vegetable you've got a baby dog. and a dog. And yeah. you can only grab one. What do you grab? Yeah. I would grab the dog. <laughs> 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 like no right answer. No way no, to I just think like. That that's get the right this answer, correct. though. Okay. I mean, because okay, think about it. The vegetable baby, like that's very hard and difficult. But the oh, and sanctity also, of human also, life and right. the hierarchy of importance in the general world. Right, and Whoa. so it's like you know, this baby is never going to contribute anything. If anything, it's going to suck. And Ooh, we're okay, identifying like, is, importance. Uh, with regards to contrib- like potential contribution is big. Right. And like that's why the dog's a big thing because dogs can give like companion. I mean, they have like, you know, they can give ther- like therapy dogs now. Like, no, dogs. If you don't have a dog, at least two dogs in your life, go like start dog sitting. Amen. It's like, oh my God, dogs are better they, than people. They really, <laughs> they really are, man. There's just nothing They're like pure- a dog laying his head against like your knee and you're just like, oh, hey, dude, what's up? I love you. Just Even if it's a dog I just met, I tell them I love them, just so they know. Aw, <laughs> I love you, Lindsay and I love dogs. Um, just pure, mm-hmm. in-the-moment perfection. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And imperfection. Like, But it's like their imperfections are like so, like, you know, like when a dog like rips themselves. up something, they just like look at you and they're like, I'm did so I sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean to, but I did, but I didn't mean to. And you're just like, God damn it. You're so cute. Get and, out of my face because I'm going to hug you. And am I perhaps in the wrong here because I, you don't know any better. So if I leave you in a room and there's something to be chewed, you're going to chew it because yeah. you don't know any better. So is it on me? And maybe I'm too attached to the material world and I shouldn't be worrying about objects as much. Well, mostly like it's like if the dog chews something and then swallows it. Right. Like, That's bad. Yeah. Like when Wiley was a puppy, I had to bring him to the emergency vet because he ate just like wood. He, I gave him a stick to chew on and he like pretty much ate it all. And then like was like, shit. And then one time he got, and he actually like weirdly enough, he wasn't a huge chewer. Like if, if he had a chew toy, he would go to town on it. Mm-hmm. But like never chewed shoes, never chewed furniture, never like, unless if it was on the ground, you didn't specifically say don't do that. He wouldn't do it. But if you told him no, whatever. But one day I was just like in a rush going to class. My pencil sharpener fell out the pencil pouch and I came home and there's like little plastic green um, shards everywhere that are definitely my pencil sharpener and the razor was like 
right like on the edge of the bed and I was like oh like you know like your stomach gets cold and you're just like I was this close to having my dog just like hemorrhage while I was like in class because he almost ate like a razor makes me want to die I know I was like free like I like held on to him and put him in a headlock and he hated the whole thing I was like don't ever leave like just stay here forever oh my god I know but so that's like the thing with dogs like I don't think it's a materialistic thing it's like you could die from this that makes a lot of sense uh, I went to my first ever puppy training class. Um, I dog sit like once a week for my friend, and it was like puppies—the coolest thing, right? You know what I mean? No, they're <laughs> so like, puppies. Yeah, like, just thinking, just saying the word puppies, I, I think know. makes me a better person. <laughs> but it definitely is, puts you in a happier place, right? Oh, and we got to talk about because my friend Trevor, Trevor, you remember Trevor Johnson? Yeah, right? love Trevor. Right, so he was my previous guest, and he was talking to me about. Dude, happiness is just dopamine. Mm-hmm. And we got to talk about Which that. Which is nuts because, like, some people's brain just doesn't make a lot of dopamine. So, be, uh, Yeah. Is there a higher ideal of something you're connecting with when you are truly happy, or is it just a chemi- chemical response in your brain? I'll ask you that in a second. But the puppy training class, mm-hmm. it's so fascinating to see them learn, to watch them get a little bit better each time. Like, mm-hmm. they're, they're, that's... That's intelligence, I guess, yeah. is the ability to learn. Come on, that's a roundabout way <laughs> to define it. It's it's well, okay, actionable. I think intelligence is taking what you learned and applying it. So, like, I taught, like, Ooh. I'm like, I say, like, Wiley, are you hungry? Like, where's your bowl? And he goes and he, like, fetches me his bowl and he brings it to me. He has to put it in my hand and then I, like, he feed him. He brings you the bowl? Yeah. So, like, that was, like, when I did it because I was, like, lazy, and I was, like, oh, okay, like, why don't you just go get it for me, and then I'll do it. So, and he, like, he got it, and now, like, you say, like, where's your plate? And he goes and, like, brings me his plate. I say plate, not bowl, because I like to give, like, human things to them. Like, his collar is his clothes. But, um, (laughs) but, so... Like, and you can just say that that's just, like, a trick. Like, a dog will just blindly do that because he's, like, word, command, reward, blah, blah, and, blah. And, like, does he truly love you or is he just trying to survive? And he has, his species have, has learned well, that they will get food if they're nice to these gorillas. Um, no. He loves me. He There's, loves like, me. no, like, no question about that, okay? But, so, as far love. as, like, intelligence. Let's unpack that as well. Oh, yeah. We have so much to Too unpack. Much. Intelligence. Love. But, so, yeah, I taught Wally this trick. He's really good at it, but, like, it's just a trick. It, anyone can, like, just, like, repeat the same action over and over again. But then, like, one day, I was, like, eating, and he was looking at me, and he was like, can I have some? And I was like, no. And he went and, like, t- I did not say anything and went and, like, got his bowl and, like, brought it to me and was like, fill this bowl, bitch. And I was like, whoa. And that's kind of when it hit me. I was like, this dog actually, like, is now being like okay i'm hungry when i'm hungry what do I, do? I need to have food in my bowl so what do i do i'm gonna like bring this thing yeah it's like and now it's a re- i highly recommend that everybody teach their dog this because sometimes like you know you get out of your routine and you forget and like let's say i'll feed him at four sometimes i'll forget and it'll be like eight o'clock and uh-huh. he'll like bring me his bowl like remind me like hey mom you haven't fed me today i'm like ah it happens a lot more often than i like to imagine well recently i was hearing about um ah, she was a guest on rogan's podcast she's a comedian she's real funny it's not natasha Legero. it's 
it's a really popular female comedian anyway mm-hmm. she she's like a beast at training dogs and she was talking about how her strategy of feeding them is not to just give them brown lucky charms twice a day at the exact same time mm-hmm. it's more about responding to their kind of pack animal dominance needs okay. like, do- like your dog loves like he's mm-hmm. designed i say love i don't know if i should he is has been bred to mm-hmm. to get maybe his dopamine your dogs have dopamine Dopamine in all brains? Ah, I don't know. That's a good question. What's the meaning of life? Are we just just pursuing dopamine? Email that snugglydragon at gmail.com if you have the answer. (laughs) He loves being dominated by you, the the alpha wolf, right? Mm -hmm. That's just the way his society has. Yeah, so like she kind of, she doesn't just, well, first of all, the brown lucky charms was a hilarious analogy because that's like kind (laughs) of what we're giving. So she'll feed him like eggs and meat and stuff Mm -hmm. like after she eats oh yeah whenever. i've heard that like, theory before whenever like it mm-hmm. doesn't need to be like a routine scheduled thing it needs to be like i eat and then, and then you, you eat right and then if you're losing weight i'll give you a little more each time you know what i mean it's mm-hmm. like it the whole like binary breakfast and lunch or breakfast dinner thing mm-hmm. has been challenged in my in my views and i kind of like i kind of like hers because it's just mm-hmm. well, one you're feeding them better yeah food, so they'll probably live longer and have a better life but mm-hmm. Yeah, I just I don't I don't think you need to beat yourself up for, for for example, your dog is smart enough to where it's like I realize that my stomach is empty and I'm going to like start getting lethargic and die unless I get fed. And then and also sometimes it's just because he's like like Being food. A dick. Yeah, because I'm like I already fed you. Like oh, stop. He'll do that? Yeah, he's yeah uh, he's he's you, a ham. How do you deal with like uh, he's a ham? <laughs> you get so you get the biggest smile on your face <laughs> just, just thinking about your dog it's adorable he's he's adorable it's impossible not to he is adorable uh now he is adorable <laughs> how do you deal with um penalizing him and oh, okay. and negative feedback to elicit like you said if you if you eat this you'll die so i need mm-hmm. to make sure you don't so like if he starts chewing on things do you punish him mm-hmm. how how long is their memory span um what's the worst thing you can do i think i have the answers to these questions but i would like to hear what you think uh okay i'm not okay so i think that every dog like every dog's like a person they have different personalities who respond to different things so with our rescue abuse dog greta like you literally just had to make your voice a little bit deeper and a little sterner and she was like i am so sorry like Uh i will never do this again like you didn't have to do anything with her i love how you translate them into english (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean they're like i don't know like i said they're pretty much that's the language that we use so i got you um but like and so when i first got wiley i was like i am going to only positive reinforcement never like any negative consequences like this is blah blah blah. like probably how like people think whenever they're going to raise a kid they're like i'm going to like do this with my kid and Uh And then like and then you smack them after yeah you're just like well (laughs) shit but so like wiley is a very different dog than greta was as far as just like one, he's just naturally like more dominant. He and he's stubborn, and he's like. You think that's because he's a guy? No, I think it's his breeds. Okay. And um, he he likes to do like. So you know how like some dogs are like, I want to please you. Like mm-hmm. that's like their motivation, and then some dogs are like food motivated. Wiley like does not really care about like making me happy. So like, I would be like Wiley, like come, like come here, and he's like, I'll come there if like you got something that I want to have or whatever. Or like, he eventually got to the point where like 
even now I'll still be like, Wiley, don't do that. And he'll stop and he'll like look at me and he'll look back at it and he'll look at me and he won't do it. But like, he's like letting me know, like, God damn it. I'm just, I really don't want to do this. I'm not doing this for you. I'm just doing this because I want to be punished. What a dick. I know he can, no, he can be, that's why I like, I think I love him so much because he's like, has his own personality. Uh-huh. He's not just like this blindly loyal. Although I will huh. say I want to like a blindly loyal dog would be so much better or like easier anyway. You True. know, remember Millie, the golden retriever? Yes. Oh my gosh. Shout out to M- Millie. If you're listening right now, I'm thinking about you. You're the best dog in the world. God, that that's like one of those dogs that's just like aim to please. I want to make Dude, you happy. You make golden me so happy. retrievers. They're great. I mean, oh, they really are great to die for. I've only met one grumpy golden retriever in my whole life and they're like a popular I feel like a lot and of people maybe he was having an off day no he was kind of a, he was but, a dick <laughs> yeah he was kind of a dick but I mean but still like was very you know like he had his moments where you're like oh my god, you're worth it yeah and being super fluffy doesn't hurt no, except for like when you're sweeping it up later and you're like Jesus okay, Christ so that's the only reason I might not get a golden retriever is because lots of hair yeah it's Everywhere. all over the clothes all over the couch all over the floor. Yeah, and like Wiley doesn't even shed that much, but it's still just like is everywhere. Thankfully, yeah. it's black, so you can't really see it. Because I think like white dogs, like you can see it all over your clothes mm-hmm. and you know furniture and things like that. I guess it just like catches the light more. I don't know, but it, oh, man, that's definitely one of the worst parts. Yeah, constantly. I, I kind of like Rhodesian Ridgebacks. Mm-hmm, okay. Um, because they got that like real short fur. I'm sure they shed. There was one at the chop yard yesterday, uh, or Saturday, I think it was. Girl, guy. Oh, I don't know, but it was. He was like That's such a big tricky and thing too. By the way, chubby. the only way to be able to tell if a dog's a girl or guy is if you like inspect its genitalia. Yeah. So like, how do you navigate? Like, do you always guess girl? Do you have kind of like a way? Like, oh, what's his name? What do you say? What's its name? No, it's 2017. You can't say. What's that's name? I think people just like people just like assign gender to dogs based upon how they look. So like we had a little like pitbull mix Ella, and she was like, she was ripped. Like she actually had a six pack. She was just all <laughs> muscle. biceps. Yeah, yeah. But my like, brother the, has an eighty-five pound pitbull. Oh man, huge sweetheart. Named yeah, Tyson. that's exactly how El- you could like literally could hold Ella like a baby, like cradle her in your arms, and she would just sit there with this blissful look and like not move for hours like you would have to just carry around but she was like also 40 pounds because she's muscle right but people would always be like oh look at him blah 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 blah. and i'm like you're just assuming that because she's buff (laughs) but is gender identity important yeah i mean think about oh for dogs now i don't think that dogs like have any kind of like unless they're not fixed I don't think that gender is something that, like, they think about. Well, they don't think... I don't mean in the fact that you're going to offend the dog. Yeah, yeah. assuming it's gender. But I mean, like, even just, like... Are there any differences between, like, universal differences between masculine and feminine dogs? Um, I want to say women breeds are more independent... Like, not breeds. Women are more... Not women. Female. (laughs) Female bitches are more independent and guys are more lovey-dovey. And guys... But guys are also more aggressive. I think it depends on like the dog's just dominance level. Because like there's some like it's, there's so it's not some, a gender thing at all. I don't think so. Because I mean I've met girl dogs that like run the house. They mm-hmm. are alpha. And then I've met guy dogs who like are like I mean Wiley. Like Wiley like desperately wants to be alpha. It's like so annoying. But I think that they do identify or I think that they 
distinguish between male and female humans because like like wiley like loves smell it i guess so but it's like a dead like wiley like you can tell he like likes dudes he wants to be a bro so bad every time a guy comes over he like loses his shit and he loves when girls come over but he's like it's like actually different like he wants them to pet him and then when guys come over he like will start trying to like rest like he'll bring them his rope toy be like let's play tug like let's wrestle whereas girls he doesn't really bring them the toys that much he's just like hey pet my belly is there a universal similarity between masculine and feminine people of universal similarity i asked the same question about dogs like is there one defining characteristic of a female dog across all let's say the common species hmm i don't know because i mean like dogs can't communicate with us so it's like how do we know like dogs can communicate with us yeah but i mean like so a like very small alphabet right it's like, yeah it's like give me dinner and <laughs> i love you <laughs> this tail wag means i love you and this tail wag means i love you more <laughs> that's pretty much their only <laughs> <laughs> um i don't i don't i mean maybe so you could no like do like, it's like like are you talking about like a blanket statement like female dogs are always a little bit more like dependent what, or what is a female dog what is a female human What's the difference? Well, with humans, I think it's like a like a conscious like identification. I don't think like I think that that's a big difference between like gender with humans is like now like we've been studying it more. We understand like identity more, where it's not just like physical parts. It's like really like how you feel inside. And like and anyone who's like thinks that like transgender is bullshit, like how can you say that a four year old I mean, like, because, like, a four-year-old's not trying to just, like, oh, I just, like, want to be a woman, or I want to be a man, just because it's going to offend these, like, right. con- you they know, just, conservative, like, people who just, like, can't get over the fact that, like, some people have different struggles. You're honest. You're pretty much perfectly honest until you're, like, seven, right? That's, like, when you learn how to lie, and, like... And no, because babies even. lie. Like, infants. Babies don't yeah. lie. Oh, yeah. Infants, like, will cry when they're not hungry or tired they'll just like lie to like be picked up like they'll cry to be picked up and stuff babies definitely lie i don't know if that's a lie Lindsay Thompson. no i mean it's it's presenting something false to get something that you want no it's presenting something to get what you want but it's false they're not they're not crying because they want to be held no who says you have to cry just because you're hungry or you need or you because that's the, how babies like way, communicate suck oh my god i'm over babies um, have you been hanging out with like tons of babies lately? No, been picking them up like at bars. Like, <laughs> 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 I have this conversation all the time. Babies are just so fragile. And, yeah, and I don't like and hold poopy. babies. Like and sign me up, up at like age three and a half. But then only you only want them until like what eight? You three don't want to like eleven, yeah. Because once yeah. eleven ish comes around, Middle then school. give them back. God, yeah, that's tricky. But we have, yeah. we hold on. We were on gender identification mm-hmm. there is a, the coolest way that i've heard an explanation for that because it's a phenomenon it's like some people are born and they think they're men and they are and some people are born and women think they are mm-hmm. and then there's everything in between right because the stages like when you're a fetus or no when you're not even a fetus when you're just you start as two cells right mm-hmm. two 
half cells and then you come one and then you proliferate DNA. Right. The stage of becoming, because I think we're all start out as, as female because that's, yeah, I want to say you start out as a female and then you either get more testosterone and become a male or you stay a female. So, like, ooh, and I that's don't know. a long, there's, that's a, a process. It's not like step one, you're female, step two, you're male. It's like, you start as a female. So the chromosomes sure. like aren't just like automatic from conception. Like you're because like so the thing that it makes a male or female is like X Y right. Right. So if so, does everybody start out as X X and then like as you develop as a fetus, like you lose that half of the X and that's why you've got Y. Or is it like because okay, so the the dad gives we got the, a sperm, we got an egg. Dad's right. got the the. The Y. The Y. And the woman has the X. Mm-hmm. That's why it's it's not that's a why, cell. That's it's why like the father's always, like, determine the sex of the baby. So. Whoa. Yeah. Wait. Because female only carry XX. So, so you can't. Be girl. Right. So that's why anytime, like, that's why, like, what was that crazy king that beheaded, like, eight of his wives because he Henry couldn't. Eighth or yeah. It's totally his fault. Like, all these women, like, were just like, where's the blank slate? You're the one determining this, like, one factor. Oh, no. So, yeah. I know. What an asshole. What a dick. <laughs> Seriously. What a freaking idiot. Anyway. <laughs> oh, my God. That was a thing. I know. There were kings of France who just murdered women because they wouldn't give them sons. Well, even more oh recently, like, witch hunts. That, like... Th- Dude. How many thousands of women and also men did they kill just because somebody in the village was like, I don't like this person and like would just claim like tell them that they were a witch and they were like, okay, you know how we're going to determine if this person's a witch or not? We're going to throw them into the ocean or the river or the lake and if they sink, then that means they weren't a witch and oh well, they're that just dead. sucks now they're dead, but at least we know that they weren't a witch or if they float and they live, they're a witch and we're going to burn them. So either way, if that you're was not yeah, no, mechanism. seriously. So yeah. how did they respond to the answer of look, these women are fl- are are not floating? Oh my god, they just would just some die. people float or not. So mm-hmm. they would just kill people and then be okay with being wrong about it. There was no system that I guess, was yeah. enacted after that, saying like, wait a minute, we <laughs> there's a hole in this mechanism. Yeah, basically, isn't it like it's nuts? It's but it's all just like a form of like control and power dynamics yeah humans are our own worst enemy whoa it's true though it is what are the things are like threatening our existence other than ourselves look at a bunch of deer rolling through the forest Mm -hmm. what what are their problems it's not the other predators it's the bear yeah i don't think bears go after deer so do they that sounds badass but it doesn't sound correct bear couldn't catch a deer max you're an idiot Anyway, I, think I a heard bear a cool could catch it, but I think bears are more just like berries, fish, maybe like a dead animal already. Like I think they go after like carcasses. I don't know. I don't. Maybe do like a grizzly. Eat? Like a grizzly probably they don't seem might fa- go after. I mean, deer are fast as shit, so I don't think a bear could catch a deer. Yeah, but bears are. But yeah, yeah. I want to say that the stage from becoming a becoming your. <laughs> Sex mm-hmm. is a complicated one, and there right. are steps involved that allow for variation. Mm-hmm. And so that was kind of the coolest way I'd, I've heard it explained, like why there's gender confusion and, and all that kind of stuff. Oh, okay. So, 
I don't think I understand. So like that. I started as a a girl when I was a, a fetus. Mm-hmm. No, it's not even and fetus, you did have a tail like when you were a fetus, apparently. I know. I miss my tail. Oh, that's so creepy. Um. So okay, if you you, you wait, start wait. as a woman and you become a man, let's let's just say that that's right. And like, so I became a man. On my steps into becoming a man, maybe this Jaleel was like metabolized a certain way and now I'm tending now I just have a different disposition than I might have had otherwise okay now maybe I feel like wait a minute I'm leaning more towards a feminine identity from like a biological basis from like my first ever cells mm, okay like it's like deeply rooted right okay cause like so wait I have a question for you if okay. you had a kid and it was born with its it still had a tail like, not a huge tail, like a three-inch tail. Would you, like, have them remove it? Is it, like, a cute furry tail? I'm, no, it's it's a fucking tail. Like, tails on humans are or is weird. It, or <laughs> is it, like, the spinal cord protrusion? It's probably, that's not like, cute. No, okay, I'm like, I'm about, a, okay, I'm imagining, like, the shallow hell. Like, you know, you could, like, wag it. Yeah, <laughs> like, ew, I don't, like, yeah. I don't want a chode tail. I want a <laughs> long, magnificent, like, curious tail that, like, kind of floats around behind <laughs> you me while be I'm furry? not even thinking. Fury? What do they call them? Furries, right? The people that dress up like animals, but like that's also like some weird kinky sex thing. Right. So that's not really what I'm going for. I'm talking about, I want it, <laughs> it to be... It sounds a normal. lot like what you're going for here. <laughs> Get your mind out of the gutter. <laughs> I'm talking about having a tail that is, is kind of has a mind of its own, can allows me to pick up things mm-hmm. or swing from branches... And and it's normal. It's not like oh my god, that dude has a tail. It's like like everybody has a tail. Tails. Okay, I think that would make life way more fun, but also way more complicated because you'd probably not be very good at lying. But that'd be a good thing. And also, it kind of seems like animals don't have control of their tails. So I wonder if humans still had those tails, if we would like manipulate them. Yeah, like it, would it just be like this natural thing? Like oh shit! Like I think you should. Can a can a cat like actively move its tail the way it wants to yeah can they though because i mean or is it just a reactive thing yeah i think it's like a see that's more poetic and and more fun if it's if you can't control it yeah i like that well that's when i think it would get really really messy if it was like a human thing because then it's like if you really can't control this like i mean you're just kind of fucked can can you truly control your humanness yeah i mean like think about when you go like on interviews you're not like oh yeah like last saturday was really crazy you like control yourself and you're like okay this is what's appropriate this time so even though like i don't know like let's say like you're hungover you can like hide that sort of for the most part isn't the best piece of advice to give someone in an interview is just be yourself I think as far as like, I mean, no, because when you're trying to get, you're trying to like accomplish something in an interview and you're competing with other people. So like, you don't want to put yourself at a disadvantage. So you want to be honest about the things that are the positives of you, right? but you don't want to be like, and also I'm pretty much always running like 10 minutes late. Right. You don't want to be honest about that. That doesn't, that's not the same thing. It's selective honesty. You want to be real when you're in an interview. Yeah. You don't necessarily have to list your imperfections, but right, if they but ask you, do you well, consider okay, that if line they ask you your imperfections, no, I don't think so. If they ask you like, 
what's your imperfection? Do you lie? Well, then, but then that's like that typical question. It's like, what's your greatest fault? And you're like, my greatest fault is that I'm just I way too organized. Too much. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's never a fault. Well, you know what their favorite answer probably is? Is an actual vulnerable thing that you're trying to work on, like that you don't like about yourself. Mm-hmm. That's probably the most refreshing answer you can give instead of like, because you can see the bullshit. You can, yeah. you can like, it's like, oh, you're too organized. Okay, like get out of here. But if you're like, oh my God, like, and you give them a real answer, I think that would behoove you in the interview process. It also depends on like who you're interviewing for. Because like some people are like, we don't want you to be a human. We just want you to be a worker. That's a very interesting point because it's like, well, then don't interview at those places. Yeah. But maybe you're a worker. Maybe you're just like, F it. This is just a job. I'm coming here nine to five. I don't care. Like, this isn't my life. I'm just going to get in, get out. Nine to five is a big chunk of your life. I know. Well, yeah. Seriously. But some people are just like, nah, it's fine. This is what life's supposed to be, right? I feel like we're. Are they wrong? Yeah. Well, no. They're not wrong for themselves. They shouldn't be lying in the interview. What, okay, wait. What are they lying about again? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow this is like gone over into like human like naturalism. How, like I don't know. We're not on the job interview anymore. I don't think. No, no, indeed. We're lying. Or tails. Or dogs. What uh, have you been we, talking about today? We've been all <laughs> we've been all over the map. We we jumped around so much. <laughs> covered some good stuff though so so cats cannot just voluntarily wiggle their tails i mean i don't know i don't think so like think about how many like little cat videos you've seen where they like have their tail and it's like like the tail that's like connected to them is hidden by a book or something they see like twitching and so they like try to attack it but it's like their tail so it's like is it twitching (laughs) oh you're missing out they're great (laughs) (laughs) it's like what youtube is yeah seriously yeah um something fascinating that uh you might not know listener um the question mark and exclamation marks are based off of cats emotional reactions so when a cat sees something and it's inquisitive and curious about it it'll curl its tail kind of like this oh and when it's really surprised and something loud happens it goes straight up think about it i mean it makes sense but is it like real because you can say louisiana was founded by two women named louise and anna but, like, that's not right. But it makes sense. That would be, like, pretty accurate. Louisiana was named... For King Louis and Queen Anna, I think. Yeah. By... I don't I know. I said Ponce de Leon, but that's not right. I have no clue Columbus? No. Who the hell founded New Orleans? Well, New Orleans, Louisiana. Because remember, Louisiana was like all the way up. The Louisiana Purchase like double the size of America. So true. Probably Louisiana like a, used to be yoked. Yeah, I and then about the that. diminishes down to a boot. It's like a nice boot, though. I like yeah. it. I mean, we're definitely the coolest like state shape. Which I don't feel bad saying because we need something. We're pretty much like down below on every level. What makes you think we're the coolest state shape? I mean, and you uh, are an interior designer, so shapes are your. I mean, you've got like. Mitten, Michigan. I mean, nothing else like really looks like anything. I guess Wisconsin kind of looks like a man. Florida's like the dick of the United States. <laughs> I mean, like literally, I mean, it's just like a little Texas appendage. looks cool. Hawaii's dope because it's constantly shifting. Well, okay, but like, yeah, it's got like nice angles or whatever. But like, you know, I think like, so one of the things in like design that we talk about is like, 
uh, subconscious like associations. So hmm. things are sometimes more pleasing or less like less pleasing according to how like you identify it in like your conscious mind. So, but everyone's different, right? No, because like okay, uh, if you see two circles next to each other and uh, there's like circles inside, there it's going to look like eyes. Like you just can't not see. There that. are human collective universals. I think so. Interesting. Yeah, I really want to talk to you about design. Okay. Um, what do you love about design? Like, what do I love about the job design, or like, no, like just why are design? you designing, and like, what are accent walls for, and are they tacky, and why don't you like busy things instead of simple ones? And um, well, that's like nine questions on design. Uh, Pick your favorite like, one. <laughs> I think I like design because it's an expression. So like I like whenever you go into somebody's house, you can kind of tell who they are by like the way that they do their house. 100%. Yeah. And like it doesn't necessarily have to be a good thing or like a bad thing. Like you it's don't have to be thing. like I don't like that person's house cuz like some people just are not into design so they're just like this couch fits, this thing looks here, blah blah blah, throw it down. That's why people hire designers cuz they're like I just don't think about these things. Mm-hmm. You will blah blah blah. That's but, so cool. It is cool. It's That's really, really, really cool. That's a really fun job. So far it is, yeah. So, like, have you designed anyone's house, or are, are you just in school, like, making fake houses, or? <laughs> yeah, so. Like, I have, well, like, you a, have to design your house, right? Yeah, um, what, what, I love like, our house. What, like, major decisions did you make? I'm trying to think. Are you, do you still live uptown, like, over that way? I live, like, five minutes that way off of, um, like, oh. our backyards on Jefferson. So you've moved since... Yeah, but I'm that, still like in. Like, it was like a duplex yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. So, okay. Well, then talk to me about your like your decisions. You're strong. Like, what's like <laughs> a centerpiece? And like, I don't know. To teach me about design. <laughs> well, like, what I, I what I really like. So, me and my roommate Sophie, I think that we each have had equal contribution to the house. So, like downstairs, there's like a foyer before we live on the uh, second floor. But like so before you get there, there's a first floor. Right. There's like a floor that it's not like an outside space and inside five. I said before your Oh, no, sorry. <laughs> I'm too I'm thinking about design. I'm too like wrapped All right, up good, in good, it. Good, good, good. My mind's I'll distracted. Up. I'll shut up. Um but she like has it's like just this like a little table and a gold envelope holder and like this fake orchid and it's like really simple but it transform it from like a dungeon because it's like dark there's one like transom window oh i bet lighting is so big and yeah like, there the i took a whole class you... on lighting yeah oh wow it's, it's you gotta see yeah. my mom's house my mom's house in like the late afternoon mm-hmm. with because late afternoon sunlight obviously the most beautiful thing in the whole world Definitely. she's got all these wooden floors and the way that it reflects all Very this nice. glass and it's like funny because you have to be careful about wooden floors and like sunlight coming in because they can bleach your floors so like my grandma has her wooden floors and she's got pretty much like her whole side of the house is um glass windows hmm. and the sunlight comes in through the windows and the UV rays like have bleached them. So now there's like a discoloration in her and floors. Does it look good or does it look nice and aged? Like No, because the other side of the floor where it doesn't get sun is still the same original oh, color. Man. Yeah. But there's like you can put like protective like screenings and stuff and polyurethane and I don't know. I don't know if that would I'm sure that that would probably protect the color. I don't know actually. You would be literally the first person I would ask that question. <laughs> and I would have to Google it. <laughs> <laughs> so, keep, like, okay. what about your, like, room? What was, like, a... Well, once I have money, 
things are going to get real fun. Right mm-hmm. now, I'm like, I love this bed from whatever vendor, but... Uh, a bed vendor? <laughs> so, like, some sort of, like, interesting frame. I like curtains. I think, like, Ooh, nets. Draperies or, and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very Window romantic. treatments. I don't know. That's what they're called. No, I'm talking about like around the bed. I don't, I don't oh, care about... Oh, okay, okay. I just do blackout curtains for my, for my room, at least, just so mm-hmm. it can be, like, a dungeon. But, like, I would love to have... Mosquito like a par- oh, okay kind of like this like paradise yeah, yeah 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 that's i actually have that in my project right now because i'm doing like this uh it's like modern british colonial style and so it's kind it's like west indies tropical oh okay. yeah <laughs> dude okay <laughs> anyway it's just like like natural wood and then you've got like these like white sheer uh things over like a four poster bed Whoa. and you can like kind of draw them and it's really cool Whoa. but i might not put them in my thing because it's going to take up like two extra spaces in my uh specification book and, and it's a lot of work and like get lazy yeah uh how do you feel about aquariums nope oh wait are you talking about like sea world or are you talking about like home aquariums home decor okay <laughs> like i want to make like that spiral staircase mm-hmm. into an aquarium or like a, f- a whole wall is aquarium because you want to talk about light and just I yeah. mean, the light from an aquarium is just so cool and i i, I mean i i've always wanted to just design my own house mm-hmm. but like that's just so not practical or very easy like but like well, how cool would it be i think so i think i'll settle for like a small house mm-hmm. with a big yard okay. so you have lots of dogs and really intricately designed and like secret passageways and like bookshelves that pop out and like aquariums and like fun shit so like tell me about like what house would you design if you had unlimited budget Ooh man okay screened in porch 100 percent. that's like my number one like and it would be big mm-hmm. it wouldn't just be like a little like nugget on the front it would be like one on the front one on the back one upstairs and it'd have to be screened in because mosquitoes are just like not right. cool um, that would be like number one that really? I must have. Yeah, because like, how nice is it to just like sit outside but not really be not in too the outside? outside. Yeah, no. like I love being outside, but I like I mean, just bugs like really go for it. like you know some people are more attracted like mosquitoes just go for naturally. I didn't know that, but yeah. it makes sense. I'm one of those people. Oh, I know it's t- oh man. That's I, why I don't wash my hair. <laughs> you don't want to get like lice what there's bugs wherever no matter what you do there's mm-hmm. little tiny ass creatures that are yeah. going to be crawling all over you wherever you go which yeah. is a little awful but um super oogie. they just like at my camp in new york whenever i wash my hair they just they, they go just, for they it come right for me ew that's great i've never heard of that before well because it's such a strong chemical scent that they probably whatever mm-hmm. detection mechanisms they have are just going crazy and they try and eat yeah. it. Yeah, maybe they're maybe the type of shampoo you use has like a floral scent or something, and they're attracted to that. Whoa! Yeah. So I got bees trying to like maybe, yeah. Who knows? Scalp. Damn. <laughs> it's uh my roommate. Her older sister works. Um, she's a nurse practitioner at like a like maybe like a mental facility i can't remember anyway one of their patients came in and had bed bugs and they like locked down the entire facility they had to throw away their clothes like they're like not just like because she wears like a white coat and it has like you know like nice professional clothes underneath they're not getting it back it's not like they're like detoxing it and giving it back they just like are burning it because 
Yeah, because they're like bed bugs are just this like Witches. crazy epidemic. Yeah. Oof, and you said to so burn gross. it. Oh, dude, bed bugs not cool. Because your no. bed needs to be like the safest, cleanest, yeah. like, coziest spot. But you have like bed bugs living in your intestines. Like, well, those aren't bed bugs. Those are just like. You like no? Do you even no? You don't have bugs living in your intestines. What's a bug? It's like a a little tiny organism that is alive. Yeah, it has to have a brain, right? To be a bug? Uh, I don't know. Maybe actually, you probably don't have to be a brain have to have a brain to be a bug. I mean, what's like the the douchey stats? Like you swallow five spiders a year? <laughs> oh, I know. And they're like every time you're like sleeping, like one crawls in your ear, and it's like no, just stop. Who's putting this out yeah there. that's just like, not a good even if it's true no one wants to know but I, I guess my point is like you just gotta get over like that like you're you're not safe anywhere like there's things crawling inside yeah, of you but there's so what's the difference well the concept of the, inside for and outside mosquitoes is the difference really, is like you are actually like affected and hurting you know like yeah. you actually like have a physical re- like reaction to like a mosquito bite whereas that. like if a flies on me I mean, it's gross, and, like, maybe I'll feel it, but maybe I won't. And if I do, or if I don't, it's not like I'll know it. Where, mm-hmm. like, I can have a mosquito on me and not know it, and, like, two seconds later, I'll be like, shit, I got yeah. bit by a mosquito. Mosquitoes are dicks. They really are. I just don't, don't really have much of a problem, because I'm outside a lot, and I don't... You just get, like, murked by mosquitoes? Oh, I would, like, put up... I mean, if you're in, like, the plains or the swamp, yeah, but... No, I was putting up a, um... I was putting up, like, a picket fence with my dad one time, and we were out there from, like, noon to six, and, like, around sunset time, all these mosquitoes came out, and I got, like, 56. I counted them on my legs. And, like, like, oh, my God. My dad got six. My dad barely got bit. He had, Uh like, one on each, like extremity on his body i was like my whole leg was just it looked like i had the chicken pox and then like they it just itches all the time you can't sleep and then when you do sleep you like itch them in your sleep and okay. it just makes Screen them more scratchy yeah done Screen this, porch, so important this reminds me one time oh god here we go um i have a notoriously inefficient stomach for the purposes of digestion and mm. I require a particular diet in order to have the best digestive health okay. uh, which took me about 25 years to learn so I'm like 11 years old and I'm playing soccer and okay. we're in the middle of nowhere it's like a tournament in like the north shore like dune box like somewhere mm-hmm. and mid game I'm getting the rumblies and I'm sure, I'm good. <laughs> so finally the game's over I sprint into the woods Drop trow and just <laughs> and just bless the ground. <laughs> no, destroy the ground. Gross up. I'm sitting on an ant pile. Oh what? no! In a very vulnerable, Dude. very vulnerable position. Oh my god! I had put my hand down in one of them, and then my anus down in one of them, and I got bit <sighs> like over 150, 200 ant bites. Damn! Oh my god! Not in a, the worst place ever. You probably have to like go get like a not like an anti venom, but like you yeah, probably you have gotta to get. Go, yeah, I had to like we had to go to like CVS and get me some like a lot. Oh, of I'm Benadryl. thinking like you have to go to the like emergency room. That probably would have been a good idea. Anyway, this isn't the end of the story. Jesus Christ! So pretty rough day, yeah. pretty rough week. Um, but it was like two days. No, no, it was that that night. Um, 
And then, like, also everybody on your team is, like... It's hard to hide. Like, <laughs> yeah. It was, it was one of the worst days of my whole existence. It's definitely, so like, a reputation you can get for, like, a couple months. Like, like ant butt. Ant, like, yeah, seriously. <laughs> like, scrotum itch. <laughs> so, having a pretty rough day. I go home, and Mom's like, all right, we're going to get you a nice bath, which is a brilliant, motherly, wonderful idea. Love mm-hmm. you, Mom. Um... And we'll put like some peppermint oil and like you know make it yeah. really nice. Turns out I'm allergic to peppermint oil. Oh my god! And I <laughs> this get is in like this the irony. This is the irony. This is curb your so enthusiasm. This yes, is your this is awesome, but terrible for you. <laughs> <laughs> so they say comedy is tragedy one step removed, <laughs> and you might be right. Um, so I I get in there, and then my all my entire <laughs> epidermis, it just lights on fire. Oh my god! <sighs> it was bad. That yeah, I mean, imagine not having two kids. Do you think you could hold it together? <laughs> like that, what your kid knows happening. Yes. I would have to step out and be like, "You would laugh." <laughs> yes, are you, you kidding me? That's hilarious. Oh come on, your kid just almost shit himself. It's not funny. And then Lindsay <laughs> got bit on the butt by ants, and then was allergic to the remedy that you put on your butt. Come on, that's hilarious. You can't write that stuff. No, you can't. That's just gonna happen. You should definitely um do like a you're mean you should know (laughs) i mean i'm feeling for you you made it out alive which is why it's funny like i mean but think about it that's what makes things funny it's once you know that it's okay Mm -hmm. you know like whenever you watch like i follow like a bunch of um accounts on instagram like like scary videos that like you're just like oh my god why did you do that fuck like you know um like drunk people doing things you've got somebody like falling down the stairs but like they could have really broken their necks because it was that gnarly of a fall but you know that like they didn't die so that's why it's How do you funny know they didn't die I, I don't think that like you can put Are you videos allowed to show death i don't think internet? that's a snuff video oh well no, snuff is when you yeah do it do on purpose them. i thought it was a sexual thing no i it's think it's snuff, snuff porn video. oh that's snuff porn yeah for some reason i correlated those two um yeah so there's a really interesting when i was doing my paper about how to make a funny movie and like mm-hmm. studying comedy it's like um it's called the benign violation theory so exactly what you were saying where okay. it's like it definitely violates some sort of social norm or language cue or something but controversial in some way right so it's it's a, a violation it's a threat mm-hmm. but it's it's okay right so that's why you can laugh and that kind of exp- some people think there's no overarching theory that explains why everything is funny mm-hmm. but kind of explains a lot of things so i think you're right i think you're on something so what um like what criticisms did you receive that you feel like you can improve upon i'm just curious what these people think is like what is the formula for comedy so they really didn't criticize too heavily I mean, sometimes they'd be like, is this funny? And it's like, if you have to ask, then... I guess it's not. Well, or maybe not you just don't have a sense you. of humor. Well, I mean, this is a whole topic, right? This is a right. whole thing. But it, it, a lot of it comes down to who your audience is. For example, a really funny, a really f- interesting example that happened was I, I put like a... <laughs> you know, like the rap yeah. siren air horn. Yeah. This is a 45-year-old dude from Jerusalem, a... 55 year old dude from Croatia and Mm -hmm. like a good old 55 year old American boy who was my major professor thank god because to make 
international comedy, mm-hmm. pretty much all you can do is like physical stuff because I mean, so yeah. much of it is language and wordplay, and, and, and also uh, just cultural stuff. Precisely. Yeah. So, so obviously, these are not the audience members from the <laughs> film, which made it really no. hard to like defend. Yeah. Um. So most of the criticism was like about the musical score from this guy because, okay. um, just because he's brilliant uh, at music. So, mm-hmm. w- with regards to the the comedy stuff, I mean, I got some. And I and I knew I was doing this, but there's like self referential humor you can kind of make, like okay. um, like self deprecating humor. Well, that's very very popular form that like mm-hmm. pretty much always works. People love when you make fun of yourself. It mm-hmm. just kind of makes your audience like you and empathize with you. But right. no, this is self referential. It's like you can make a movie, right, which pretty much should be played with a straight face, but then you can like have like poke a little fun at like the meta context of the fact that you're watching a movie, which means like you can put in like non sequitur jokes or you know things that okay. haven't been set up or or you can make fun of the fact that you're making a movie and so traditional kind of critics will like hate this like I mean Seth MacFarlane does this in Family Guy all the time mm-hmm. Family Guy is one of the most popular yeah. comedy television shows in the world so it's kind of hard how do you do it but like so the <laughs> that's only funny if you've listened to rap and hip hop for the past ten right. years. Yeah, you have Obviously to have like a frame of reference for it. Right, it's it's context. It's otherwise it's just audience. like a loud disrupting noise. Yeah, they're like, what the fuck? Are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was an interesting one. But I, but I know that my target audience is gonna laugh super hard. But right. then it's like, well, you have to make this. You want to make it for as funny as many people as you can, right? Mm-hmm. Yes and no, because you have to identify your audience because you can't make everybody laugh like something that i think is funny might be not just like insulting to you but it might even just be like boring and like yeah like you can be have something really funny you can have something that's not funny you can have <laughs> i love that's how reverse like funny, right? insulting is like not as bad as just being boring <laughs> you're right. like i mean it can be like insulting and like people can get really pissed off or it could be like boring it'd be even worse just so i think that is i i would arguably i'm creating this piece of art to elicit emotional responses from people mm-hmm. so if you're so no disgusted right i'll take that over if you're like looking at your watch you know mm-hmm. what i mean yeah and there'll be a little i guess design's very different like it's better for somebody to just be like indifferent than somebody be like this is like what have you done in here oh i well yes which that's makes sense because design and comedy are not the same but anyway right yeah that's, <laughs> not that's, even yeah that's funny to look at it with that lens. That's cool. Um, so, I mean, they were just butthurt at me because I I said I was going to do a, a test audience. I was going to, like, assemble a group of people who don't know me, mm-hmm. who are in my target audience still, and just kind of give them feedback. Or they were going to give me feedback, and I right. would have them answer a survey. And I just didn't do that because it's like, it's like, am I going to make this movie, show it to 20 people, and then because of how they reacted to it I'm going to go back and make changes to the to the final product mm-hmm. no I've already paid all my post-production employees like I can just go back in and like yeah. make hey you want to come back for another two weeks right yeah and I mean I could but but like at what point am I giving over artistic integrity of my film and saying oh well I just want to pander to my audience mm-hmm. you have to make it for your audience so ultimately kind of my my thesis was like eventually you got to go with your gut like you mm-hmm. have to of course get audience feedback and and say how is this playing and whatnot, mm-hmm. but you you can't just do whatever everyone else tells you to do. You have to be like, do I think this is funny? And it's just really hard. It's because mm-hmm. obviously it's so subjective. But so you so say they, like go I said for I was your gonna gut. make a screening and I didn't. Okay. So that's why they were mad. 
There yeah. was a little bit of self-referential humor, which I knew I was doing because it's been proven to be successful. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just, I think too much of that is a little low-hanging fruit. But like Boy Meets World does that all the time. And it, it's like... Yeah, but it's Boy Meets World like this like masterpiece. I mean, it is because it's like it's nostalgic and like wonderful. But like, like are you going to study that in film school? It, it's a complicated scenario. But I think too much of the self-referential stuff is low-hanging fruit and easy mm-hmm. and so much better comedy is is about misdirection and surprise and, mm-hmm. and setups and payoffs and actual like jokes mm-hmm. which is taking me forever to learn um and I'm, i really would love for you to watch the movie and, and see what yeah no this sounds um, uh, i'm curious like it, now that i know that some people have like ripped it apart it ta- i mean yeah. i and i mean that in like a good way whenever it kind of like takes the pressure off of it you know what i mean no i don't because now uh, i have you to don't watch think so? so i just screen i i just like had this council of men in my premieres this weekend and i don't have i can't make any changes because it's like we're already set to go mm-hmm. so i'm going to have to be sitting in the theater like this could have been better this could have been better this could have been better you know what i mean yeah which is kind of how i it guess it's is. like but then but then the, okay so that just boils down to like frame of mind and frame of mind and like <laughs> Basically, like, so you can sit there and you can be in agony through this whole premiere knowing that, like, three people criticize some parts of it. Or you can be like, you know what, those three people criticize some of it, but I did this. Like, you can basically, like, justify your way out of, like, your feeling, of the agony feeling. I think, I think you're right. Maybe I don't have a perfect film score because mm-hmm. I'm 25 years old. This is yeah. my And also, like, perfection's unattainable movie. anyway, so. Artists will never be satisfied. Definitely. And, I don't know, I just want people to laugh. <laughs> and I think they will, because well, I think they will. I think it sounds like you took your audience in mind. So, I mean, you're already, like, halfway there. What I didn't want to do was, was get real meta with them and be like, well, isn't consciousness a singularity and aren't all these people, like, just manifestations but isn't of that myself? The best? So, like, don't I just have to think... In like know in my heart I mean Jackie Chan is like I know what the final product will be if I think it's funny because if I think it's funny I know my audience will think it's funny okay. which is like pretty profound but it's like aren't you your audience because isn't everybody Ooh. I mean isn't this all just a simulation <laughs> yeah <laughs> like are you thinking we're like in the matrix or something yeah mm-hmm. and not even just in the matrix but like or just staring into the void and being like what is the purpose of like all of this doesn't everything converge up to a one thing at the top like do you think whatever's animating your you blinking your eyes and me mm-hmm. blinking my eyes what are those like the sopranos like two different like families <laughs> like no it's all like one thing so like yeah. aren't you aren't i just you like why are we here right now talking to each other oh, is it no. because pressure feels you're looking into the void it's like I know, that's why yeah. I, when I get too high, I can't look <laughs> at the people directly into their eyes. <laughs> so, is that, I didn't is that really how you feel? You're just like, you're not actually looking at the person, you're looking at like the universe oh. and like the overwhelmingness of it and what is this all for? Are we just an accident? Is there anyone else out there? Uh, yes, yeah. precisely. Which is why <sighs> eye contact <laughs> is just a tricky thing and so, psychedelics is another <laughs> tricky thing, right? So I was listening to... So I didn't want to bring this up in my my council. Yeah. Right? Okay. But isn't that kind of the case? So anyway. But it's not the most interesting, like, that stuff where... Because you want your audience to laugh, but don't you want your audience to think? Um, Definitely. Which is why I'm doing this podcast, honestly. Um, (laughs) But... uh, 
So I think you definitely need to have some sort of centralized human meaning as your theme. Mm-hmm. But you, you can also just have stupid comedies. Yeah. And like just laugh just because I think laughter is so important. And, and like maybe people have had a long week and like they just want to like, they don't want to get mind fucked. <laughs> yeah. they, wanna, they just want to l- look at something silly mm-hmm. and absurd. I think that also has its place. Yeah. And each thing is just going to be like, it's not like one person's going to be like, I only watch drama. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you have different moods, so you're going to have different like things. So, and also another form of justification, if nobody's laughing, you can just be like, well, they're just like obviously in a bad mood today. That's a problem. It's, oh, they're just not my audience. Oh, you didn't yeah. like my film? Well, yeah, this isn't for you. <laughs> my mom like makes fun of me. Oh, man. But isn't that like, I mean, that's kind of like human survival. That's like, like seriously think about it if you are just if you're constantly like facing reality or at least the reality that's presented to you that you interpret it can get like pretty bogged down and like pretty dark right so what do you mean like so okay um um, 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 um. i think it's like like, a shitty life no i think it's like just selective focus so So, like, you can ruin this whole experience for yourself and be like, I was criticized and these people didn't like me and this, like, these five audience members didn't laugh. Or you can, like, internally preserve, like, your happiness and Mm -hmm. be like, well, you know what? These two people were foreign, so I don't think they, like, really, like, get the whole thing. I thought about my audience and these five people in the audience didn't laugh, but, like, I know that this person's going through a hard time right now and this person kind of is like sort of a wet blanket anyway. Like you can yeah. kind of justify these things and it doesn't necessarily have to even be lying but it's finding like the truths that help you keep your vision of like reality and however you want that reality to be. So you can either walk mm. away from that like really positive like I put on a great film and people laughed and it was great or you can look away from it with the exact same situation and walk away from it and being like that was really terrible. I don't even know if I'm going to do this with my life anymore whoa that's inspiring <laughs> and I think subconsciously that's what I'm, ch- I'm attempting to do is like I mean stoicism mm-hmm. like positive outlook like realize that yeah those dudes were just trying to make me better they, mm-hmm. weren't, they weren't just like being dicks you know what I mean like right. t- take like everything with a grain of salt and take like the good things from the bad things mm-hmm. and throw away the bad things and Maybe don't just be blindly optimistic, but, like, happiness is a decision, and that's probably what you should decide to be, right? Yeah. Um, You were fascinating me with your your triangle knot (laughs) knot thing. Um, We got to wrap up pretty soon, but please elaborate on that. What was it called? Um, So, this is just my... So, like, you know, life can get life can be suffering or life can be whatever so how do you make life not suffering you try to preserve some sort of mindset that is positive grateful and disciplined i think that those are three facets of life that stem everything else stems off from it and they work in harmony together so in order to live a successful productive and meaningful life you want to i think the ultimate thing is being grateful so you can look around and be like because uh, that's that's in every situation you can yeah. be grateful like no matter where you are yeah i mean like, even if you're in a concentration camp and i'm being real like yeah you can you can find something to be grateful for mm-hmm. wherever you are even if it's just like 
I'm alive and the fact that like human life even exists in this universe is like one in a hundred trillion trillion thousand septillion billion whatever there might not even be anything else out there in the universe like but life might be funny or offensive but the ultimate thing is if it's boring yeah. if it's non-existent if it's nothing right, right. um yeah you exist and, and that is like you beat like the numbers music, that's absolutely insane music exists that's mm-hmm. something to be grateful for no matter where you are right and i mean and and there's, there's beauty actually, in the world. <laughs> and there's actually, um, are you, are you holding hands right now? Yes, yes. Um, so you can, like, and there's actually been studies on people, like, gratitude. It's like a whole, like, part of um, psychology now. It's like positive psychology. And you need a gratitude being, adjustment. <laughs> but, like, honestly, it changes, like, your brain chemistry. Thinking about things people who are more grateful have like more positive interactions in life are more like mentally strong can get through things yada 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 and it seriously is and i have done this in my life and can attest to it they have so one of the things that they recommend as like a gratitude um practice is write down three and like write down three things that you're grateful for every night before you go to bed for like three weeks and by the end of those three weeks you are going to see life in a totally different like frame three of different reference. things each time mm-hmm. three different things each time and so like at first it's like you know the first night you're just like i'm thankful for my family i'm thankful for my friends i'm thankful for because i went to school whatever like just like like generic big blanket things that uh-huh. like everybody like you know it's like you don't even actually think that you're grateful for them it's just like a that's thing that's like automatic yeah yeah and then after like this first week you start like you have to start really thinking about things you don't just uh-huh. have all these things and so it's like i'm like i'm grateful that i was born a woman in america that's like i mean yeah. the fact that i can like vote and read and write that's a god-given right but like not everybody's given that oh my god and so the fact that like i can do that that's pretty and then you start looking at it as like a lottery thing so it's like the fact that humans exist the fact that like we have a like a consciousness is unreal like there's just it seems to be no way that this could have ever happened like we're on like this floating rock in the universe surrounding like a fireball and like exactly the the distance away that we need to be for carbon-based conditions for things to evolve and it's like crazy and then you start so it's like insane that this even exists it's beating the numbers and then you start getting like even more like particular and it's like not only is there like single cell organisms and then there's multi-cell organisms and then there's like different types of organisms and then they have evolutions and now like you just start getting like specific and you're like this is absolutely Life insane is dope. <laughs> yeah yeah or yeah and like that's kind of the gratitude thing and at the end of those three weeks i s- swear to god it's like a totally it's because it's really really hard to be like depressed or struggling if you count your blessings gen- yeah if you generally realize like how lucky you are uh-huh. and everybody is lucky in one form or another some are less lucky than others but but not in their mindset you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's easy to get caught up in depression and anxiety and negativity. And mm-hmm. Dude, that's so powerful. And like, I'm not saying that like people just need to think positively and then they're going to not be depressed because there's but like a, a brain chemistry. Yeah, there are things that you can do to like improve things, but then there are also things. You know, I mean, it's a complicated situation, but Certainly. on just the general improving your mindset on things, gratitude like number one. 
hundred percent. It changes pretty much everything. And so when you're more gratitude, like when you're more grateful, you're more positive about things. When you're more positive about things, you feel more ambitious. You feel more energized. You are more creative. It's you're easier to be disciplined. Right. You. Yeah. I like the image you, you had of like a Celtic knot, which is like the knot that. Yeah, like be. it's all kind of like interwoven. There's no start or finish. But like, yeah. I don't really think of it as I just think of it as like a triangle, just like a one, two, three diagram. Mm. But it's like a circle, and that like there's no stop, there's no end. Like it just all feeds into each other. And then going out from that triangle, those triangle points are like kind of like little veins or like little tree branches because it's like well positivity like i said positivity leads to like creativity creativity mm. leads to happiness. all the virtues yeah one that, so i i always end by saying how can we make the world a better place mm-hmm. that's how we can make the world a better place yeah be, just, just be grateful just be count your blessings be mm-hmm. grateful and be positive and also be disciplined yeah <laughs> so you got a lot of homework i guess we'll have to tackle is happiness just dopamine when you come on next time because i mean it's been like two hours oh yeah damn like we even with the lost footage yeah so <laughs> we got a lot to cover you the reason i wanted you on the show is because you're just you have this vivacity and this <laughs> intellectual curiosity it's fast i love talking to you Lindsay. so thank yeah, you so we've much been for all over on. the place today <laughs> i can't wait to re-listen no this is a really great one so it was really fun thank you so much for coming on the show and we'll have to do it again thank you i can't all wait right. <laughs> see you later everybody <laughs> Oh man, I'm so tired and I just have a lot of stuff to do today and I really could just benefit from some more alertness in my life. If only there were some sort of coffee flavored coffee that I could ingest that might help me with all my current sorrow. Wait a minute. Isn't there that that Harvest Moon coffee? Don't those Harvest Moon roasters roast that coffee that could maybe do exactly just that? Maybe that's the key to my success for today. How about I how about I zip on over to harvestmoonroasters.com and check out some high quality product. You know what? That's what I'm going to do. harvestmoonroasters.com